This is The House of Hell by Nasla Steinberger. Some believe hell is a dark, fiery pit where demons can eternally torture men for their sins committed on earth. Some believe hell is for the unsaved souls and souls who need guidance through the afterlife. Mr. Rooney, however, had a different belief of hell. Mr. Rooney believed he was already experiencing hell. Every day was the same for Rooney. The same boring day always seemed to fold over onto the next day and the next. When Mr. Rooney would wake up, his first thought was always cigarettes. Cigarettes helped give him the small buzz he needed to get through the day. His brain seemed to melt and seep into the quiet, more contemplative side of his mind when he smoked, and he liked that. Cigarettes could calm Mr. Rooney as well as to help him think. His cigarette burned in the crevice of his fingers as he rocked back and forth on his porch chair. This morning, he was thinking about Marge. Marge was Mr. Rooney's wife who had passed a few years back in a car wreck. He never went a day without missing her. He craved her scent constantly and longed for the touch of her little hands on the small of his back. Mr. Rooney didn't used to be as bitter as he is now. Marge did that to him. Marge had that effect on everyone. She could take a broken man and fix him instantly with her smile and her cackling laughter. She was not a quiet woman. When they first moved into their house together, Marge went and knocked on each of her new neighbor's doors and invited them all to come over for dinner and drinks. Rooney would never have done that. He worked as a traveling salesman and still did not have the same outgoing personality Marge did. Marge was one of a kind. Mr. Rooney put out the cigarette on his railing and got up to go make himself another pot of coffee. His house was old and creaky. The floorboards creaked with every step, and the eerie silence of empty rooms always creeped Rooney out. He was a lonely man living in his own silent world. Mr. Rooney fixed himself a bagel sandwich and let out an irritated mumble as he kicked the ugly cat Marge had bought them off of his shoes. He hated that cat just as much as he hated the rest of the world. His coffee was bitter, and he carried his mug into his room, where he put on a plain brown suit and picked up his briefcase from the side of the bed. Marge used to set his tie for him every morning and send him off to work with a kiss. But Marge wasn't around anymore, and Mr. Rooney had to do it himself. It was an overcast day, a telltale sign of shitty sales. People's moods reflected the weather. Sunny days meant better sales, and cloudy days, like this one, meant a lot of closed doors. Rooney didn't mind. Currently, he was trying to promote internet service for high net communications. Not the most interesting of sales. He checked his route on the small tablet in his car and started his drive into the suburbs. It began to rain as he entered the first neighborhood on his list. The slow drizzle trickled down his windshield and the car windows began to fog with the cold. He parked on the side of the street and pulled out a black umbrella from his trunk. He walked up to the first house and knocked on the door three times. A dog barked from somewhere inside of the house, but no one opened the door. Mr. Rooney sighed. It was going to be a long day. After a series of closed doors and annoyed residents, Mr. Rooney began to retreat to his car when he noticed out of the corner of his eye a house he had missed. The house was a dark shade of blue and the windows were all left open. Odd for a rainstorm, he thought. 
Water was coming down in buckets now, but sales had been bad and Rooney couldn't miss an opportunity. He popped his umbrella up above his head and shuffled quickly to the gate of the house. He pushed the small white gate open and it groaned as he stepped through and up the stairs to the house entrance. Mr. Rooney peered into the open window to the left of the door. A cream-white curtain blew back and forth inside, dancing and bending with each gust and the wind seemed to whistle through the house. From what he could see, the house was empty. Old furniture was covered in the same cream-white curtains that were positioned in the windows as well. The house was larger than the others on the block. The old Victorian shingles were deteriorating, as well as some of the paint on the side of the house, but it was still beautiful. The wind was picking up now so Rooney knocked loudly on the door and hoped people were inside to let him in. He waited several seconds, and to his surprise, the door flung open, but no one was at the door. Hello? He called out. No response. He took a few steps forward and moved himself through the door frame. Hello? Is anyone here? He called out a second time. Still no one responded. He looked down the hallway to his left. No one. He looked to his right. No one. He continued walking, cautiously, down the hallway. Someone must have opened the door, he thought. I can leave if you would like, he said. I'm just here to offer a new form of internet. Your first month would... Before he could finish his sentence, the front door slammed shut behind him, and he jumped. No one had closed the door. He scurried back the way he came and tried to open the door, but it seemed to be locked from the outside and it wouldn't budge. I'm really sorry for coming inside. I just assumed since the door was open. He tried to finish his sentence, but someone cut him off. We have no need for your... The voice paused and almost scoffed. Internet, the voice said bitterly. Mr. Rooney looked around him, but still couldn't see anyone. The voice was almost definitely male. A male in around his late sixties, maybe. This man was hiding somewhere from Rooney. Perhaps not hiding, just hidden. But even that put Rooney on edge, and he took a few more subtle steps backward. I'm sorry for bothering you then. I'll just be on my way now if you wouldn't mind opening this door for me. It seems to be locked. He let out a small chuckle. A nervous, comfort chuckle. Well, I would. I would open this door for you. But you see, there's a slight problem. The man appeared at the top of the banister then, above the grand staircase in front of Rooney. He was a short man with wispy white hair. The suit he wore was black to match his shoes. He looked almost like a butler from an old movie. His look was altogether off-putting, and he didn't smile. But his most chilling feature was his eyes. They were white. They could maybe be perceived as a very light shade of blue in the right light, but this man's eyes were truly a terrifying shade of translucent white. Seeing as you managed to enter this house, the house has chosen you. I don't particularly know why. You don't seem... How do I put this? Evil, the ghostly man said. He began walking down the stairs and Rooney's alarm intensified. I don't understand. What do you mean the house chose me? I really am just trying to get on my way, Rooney stuttered. He was confused and the situation frightened him. Well, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you right now. Surprise, you made it to hell, he started in a mocking tone. You've managed to reach one of the devil's many gates of residence. 
Rooney let out a small laugh. You're crazy and not funny, he responded. All I really need you to do is open the door for me. I'm just trying to go home. I hope that's not too much to ask, he said again. The man crept towards Rooney now and paused in front of his face. Rooney backed up against the wall. The man took a step forward and pushed a long bony finger into Rooney's chest and dragged it slowly along his tie. There is no way out. You found this house. I don't know how you did it, but you're here now. And that means you either have something to prove or you're a dead man. The man pushed his finger a little harder into Rooney's chest. And with that, Rooney collapsed, unconscious, onto the floor.